0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Not Alone Today podcast. My name is Joseph. And I am Anu Ola. Happy New Year. So glad we made it into twenty twenty one. Yay. Yay. <laughs> For very many people, twenty twenty was a year they couldn't just wait to be done with.
1: Mm.
0: Towards the last few days of, of the year on Twitter, on social media, I kept seeing all these different posts of I just can't wait to get out of twenty twenty. I just can't <laughs> wait to escape twenty twenty in that sense. Like mm understandably so the world has suffered a pandemic that literally disrupted rhythm for for the whole globe in a manner of speaking but Mm. that notwithstanding actually 2020 felt like an exciting year for me adventurous Um, an adventurous that's the word an Mm. adventurous year for me as a person for us as a family i want to believe the same for my wife so we thought let's do an episode as we begin 2021 so first of all press pause and reflect back on that really adventurous year mm. um, and tease out a few of the lessons or takeaways for us from mm. our experience in 2020 mm. so let's start with you okay what stands out
1: the first one is about mothering like being a mother mm.
0: and um what aspect of that
1: growth like i fail to see how much growth was, happening? Were, was happening yeah until they say something and i think ah. Uh-uh. How did you learn how to say that? So, for example, our first is very fussy with food. Yeah. Like, it would examine the food very thoroughly before it takes it from you. But recently, we were having a lovely pando and vegetable soup. And it came, peered into our plate and said, I want some meat. (laughs) At first, I thought, maybe he's just joking it was this, this meat we call shaki in Nigeria it's a very sumptuous meat <laughs> yeah. so I took a bite of it and gave it to him and he ate it that was when he dawned on me like oh my gosh Joshua is eating shaki Joshua lies actually eating meat from the, a vegetable soup <laughs> so that made me feel like oh it's he's grown yeah because if Kola had said and let's give Joshua a bite of the shaki I would say uh uh he would never take it I, like i would assume on his behalf but 2020 actually made me it brought us closer like Mm -hmm. it took away a lot of assumption and stripped away all the defenses we've put around ourselves and i was able to see things more clearly i was able to witness growth in a very miraculous way our second being definite one
0: one year old by the way oh
1: yeah he's a one like saying things like come on, come on mommy, let's go and I who taught you to say come on? <laughs> and things. So yeah, 2020 birth growth is very close to me and I enjoyed witnessing it.
0: That's beautiful mm. um, just to piggyback on that point to mm. say, actually that's, that's the same thing that happens to us even as adults, like mm. we're growing every day in different aspects really mm. so your spiritual work with God your finance, your we're maturing but we don't get to see it until you take some decision Or you find yourself saying something And then you just wonder When did I start thinking and talking like that? <laughs> when did I start prioritizing this over that? Mm. When when did I become so wise? <laughs> <laughs>
1: word, yeah. when,
0: when did I start sounding like my parents would have sounded yeah, God bless 20 parents. years ago? <laughs> um, so yeah, life is happening And we are growing every mm. single day So yeah, that's that's a beautiful one For me, right from January I, I remember specifically on the third 10th of January that was the day that it became exactly 10 years when I launched my first book and so I decided to just write um a post are you called to write that was the title of the post like mm. I just put that out there to say to give an expression to my journey into discovering my gift of writing mm. and how that has played out over the years and I just left it out there as a blog post and I was surprised that actually a Few people started reaching out based mm. on that to ask about writing, uh, just getting more up close and personal into the details of what that looks like and then asking me to journey along with them as they become better writers. This is this has been a dream that I've mm. had, a dream of not just being a writer, but also being able to help other writers one way or the other. But I never see that happening anytime soon I just thought that's something that would happen after I've been able to write a bestseller put out a book that everybody's reading yeah then everybody can start listening to what I have to say Mm. but 2020 taught me that actually so very many things that we have as hopes and dreams Mm. God has this interesting way of leading us into them in bits gradually in a non-dram that was the word in a Mm non-dramatic way Uh, many of the things you're praying for now the error you could make is to be expecting that it will happen like a big bang god is in the mundane. God mm. is in the gradual. God mm. is in the growth. Just like I was talking about unnoticeable growth. Mm. I was able to spot this after like the third or fourth person. Everybody calling me to ask about the same thing. And I was like, "What's going on mm-hmm. here? When did I suddenly become a magnet to upcoming writers? In that sense, yeah, that was that was one of the discoveries of 2020 to me. To say your future hopes and dreams are not always in the future as you are joining day in day out. God is is gradual. Giving you a soft landing into many of the things that you've been praying for, so I'm, I'm excited about that and to see how that plays out in subsequent years.
1: Yes, that's that's nice.
0: A second point, if any.
1: Yeah, my second point is on like 2020 taught me balancing working from home and taking care of the family mm. or paying attention to my family during working hours. When I started, I had this. I want to qualify with an adjective that is funny and and, and a bit weird. (laughs) I had this not
0: notorious... Outrageous?
1: Yes! I had this outrageous belief that working from home means staying alone in a four-wall room (laughs) by myself with two screens with (laughs) nobody interrupting me from nine to five. I only choose when to come to you guys. I mean, to the family. Hmm. Nobody should come to me. I was... It was literally outrageous now that i'm thinking about but then <laughs> i thought that was how we should be and i worried so much mm-hmm. say for example when i'm in the room and i'm about and i'm dealing with some queries and maybe joshua comes in and my heart my heart beat would just keep it keeps like palpating and i'm thinking what do you want what do you want mm-hmm. go and meet your dad go and meet your dad but this people kept telling me i know mm-hmm. everybody understands mm-hmm. the current situation you're not like a robot or a superwoman mm-hmm. But it took me a while to understand that. So o- over time, I, 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 began. I was. I began to be flexible. So yeah. I, I, I realized that you can actually work from from your children's <laughs> bed. bunk bed from the top part. You can run to the backyard to pick a call <laughs> and just say hello. This is Anu. And run back in. You can. You can literally work anywhere. I found rest. Yeah. I found rest. Working from home and taking care of my family in 2020. At first, it was a struggle. To be honest, at the, at the end of the day, sometimes I feel guilty. I feel guilty of not doing so much work, and I feel guilty at the same time of not giving so much attention. So that was just it was just a roller coaster of emotion <laughs> every day until I just saw.
0: Yeah.
1: I know. I beg you, and and that worked for me.
0: Yeah. Um. Understandably so. For the old world, we didn't have a dress rehearsal in a sense for. <sighs> for the kind of massive disruption that COVID-19 brought. Mm. Uh, but I think, uh, looking back in retrospect, you, you figured it out and managed that well. Mm. I think I'm proud to say that, uh, in my opinion, you've been very efficient, you've Ooh. been, and I'm not saying this because this is a podcast, so Ooh. don't let your head start <laughs> getting big. Uh, you, you, you managed it really well, to be honest, and yeah. I'm, I'm impressed, and I keep wondering, how does she do that? like. I'm bad with time management, and that's one of my takeaways from 2020. Like, or maybe maybe it's not. I'm bad with time management. Maybe it's just that I've said yes to too many things, and <laughs> I should learn to say no more. Mm. Because obviously, with the rhythm that we settled in for in the course of working from home and all that, mm. my working hours—oh
1: <laughs> goodness—my
0: working hours are literally whenever I wake up, and hopefully, I wake up. I desire to wake up by 1 a.m. Sometimes two and once i'm up by 2 a.m. i'm not back to bed again um, by 5 one of the boys are will be up to come and join me <laughs> and once once partner. i see either of them come to join me in the living room to work i know my 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 work time is over mm-hmm. <laughs> so and for the rest of the day it's almost impossible to settle down and do something for a long stretch or or stuff like that. Mm. Um, So, yeah, it's always looking like there's so much piled up to be done, so much left unattended. Mm. Um, But I think, yeah, in this year, one of the things I want to look into doing is to say no more Mm -hmm. to things that I need to say no to so that I can focus on the things that I really need to say yes to. Mm.
1: Which is ironic because 2020 is the year where...
0: You had all the time
1: yeah that that i said yes to more things that are more pastor wifey kind of thing
0: Pastor <laughs> <That's the> wifey. <laughs>
1: like the thing is <laughs> when i met color i knew what i was going into like i knew that this is a spotlight and i didn't like spotlight i'd always felt as, as though i was underqualified yeah. if i go over my commitment issues mm. but this year was actually the year where people started inviting me to come talk about things i'm thinking hey (laughs) uh, are you guys sure you want me to talk about this Mm -hmm. like i'm going on facebook live to talk about that was the first one i had this year (laughs) the the lady actually first told me that uh ma would you like to come for an instagram live thingy and for me my instagram yeah i have like top preachers and things (laughs) so they kind of set the pace so Imagine myself speaking on Instagram live where those people had been. I was afraid basically I was yeah. scared. Thankfully, a few days to the event, I the lady told me my his Facebook live. I felt yes, that's good. Facebook is still manageable. I, I felt like I had control by Facebook than Instagram. So that was my first and it went well. Hmm. And from that, from saying yes, I know you want you want to say no more, yeah, but from saying yes to that, I had other lots of speaking engagements, mm-hmm. like WhatsApp group, people asking me questions, like I began to live colors life without feeling the pressure. It was it was as though God has built me. Yeah. It was amazing to be honest. And, and the thing is, when people ask you to speak, you learn to study God's word more. Obviously, if you do, if you, you, if you go and say something that you're not sure about, it was true. So it it was beautiful for me. So I learned to say yes more to the things I would naturally say no to. But well, you should you <laughs> learn to say you should learn to say no to things you would naturally say yes yeah it's been a beautiful year
0: the season i'm in now is such that (laughs) i mean in the year i'm i'm doing a master's i started another pioneer school in the in the in the midst of all that i'm writing books i'm editing lots of things i'm live Mentorship Group is there. It's just just too much and of course top on the list church. So yeah. it's it's it was quite quite a year with
1: yeah you had lots
0: with lots of things but yeah
1: it's, and I think it's because you're popular yeah people like you
0: I'm not popular
1: you, you know because you have you have this nice way of not saying no so they keep coming and I like it it makes me laugh sometimes because I do it too. I do it to you too when I know you we will say no that's when I'll come with this ludicrous suggestion to say oh she can we have Chinese tonight?
0: But I know that? Are you, are you guilt? Are you guilt tripping or, or, or feeling a remorse for those orders you just made that shouldn't have been made? But she just made some orders that are so... Let's not go into that. And then she came and said, ah, actually, I did something. Hey. Ah. I see when she was pressing the well, order button, she didn't, she didn't know what she was doing. But yeah. she knows I won't say no. Yeah. It's my year to learn to say no more, so to me. No, no, no I'm just saying the Bible you know. doesn't
1: say you say no to me. I'll quote Bible for you if you say no to me. You can say no to other people but not to me. Uh, okay. And not to
0: money. I I comment with
1: <laughs> Yeah. You mentioned something about church. Yes. Twenty twenty actually made serving in church much more um interesting for Exiting. me. Exciting. Exciting. Like I was able to pour so much into mm-hmm my um the units i belong to and it was it was amazing and i learned a lot Mm -hmm. like sometimes we don't see the value in serving in church we just think it's this god thing but to be honest yeah serving in church is like serving in any other organization you build skills from there Mm -hmm. skills you can proudly go to interviews and say oh i lead You don't have to say I lead prayer units. You can say I lead a group of people and we achieve goals and you're able to increase attendance or participation by 30%. And that could be evangelism they're trying to say in a coded manner. Like church is a it's, it's, a, it's, it's a building ground for us to gain lots of skills especially if you're not like um, a networky kind of person or you don't mm. like putting yourself out there by serving in church by maybe if, if I don't I don't know if ushering is applicable because of COVID-19 but whatever you, <laughs> you do online. you usher online <laughs> say, welcome to Zoom chat online or something but whatever you do in you, this like
0: from the chat room it's possible Yeah, <laughs> you, what would you say to people you'd be private chatting them to say yeah, what <laughs> you, depending on what platform you're using i suppose
1: <laughs> yeah but, but for me I, I gained a lot of skills in 2020 from church service yeah and this is not just we didn't after we didn't go in person physically yeah. we were all on zoom but the organization getting these things sorted in the background really really builds something in me that i can't put words to but it's mm. so like i feel liberated from the whole, the task and everything so that's what I learned from
0: 2020. One of the things that stand out from, from 2020, I think for everybody basically, is the power of technology. Mm and that necessarily then begs a proper stewardship of that as Mm. well we've been used to the norm in different areas of life only to discover that what we thought was normal doesn't necessarily have to be normal i mean now as a church we are beginning to have conversations at the leadership level as to what what parts of our adaptations need to remain permanent i mean in some other parts of the world people are going back to church already and stuff but In the UK, there's still a whole lot of um, Restrictions that that Still makes us continue meeting online I mean, it's still safer, really To meet online in our own context Church context, particularly Um, But then, when the time comes to go back Into the building, what happens to all of This usage of technology And all Mm -hmm. that, which parts of that needs to stay Which part of that needs to be Reshaped, which parts of that needs to Be let go of, that's one of the Conversations we're having at the leadership Mm -hmm. level Presently, but all that's to say we saw what technology can do in 2020 and i'm just reflecting back on that to say that you and i all of us mm. need to start thinking strategically as to how to steward that gift of course we know that technology is not all good neither is it all bad it's mm. just neutral is what you do with it mm-hmm. it's yeah, what really. you make out of it in that sense that determines anything and everything so use it well mm. steward it well whatever you're doing on your social media platform Make it work. The reason why you're listening to this podcast is also part of the fruits of 2020. Mm-hmm. We just don't know us that. Okay, God has given us this desire to, to to do something like this. We've been trying to figure out how best to do it, but 2020 made us know you can do it mm-hmm. as a podcast starting from home.
1: And I have one final point. Mm. Not being too hasty to post things online on my social media Mm. sometimes yeah i'll be reading a post just from the first few lines because i find it so interesting Mm. the next thing i will do is i'm sharing it on my facebook and the thing is when i go share it on my facebook when when, before i come back again to the post i have lost momentum there's a break in between what i've been receiving like what the holy spirit has been Mm. trying to teach me from that and i just break it because i felt god has given me the um the power to be this facebook sharer with everything interesting (laughs) like it was so bad that while my spirit is still like excited from what i'm reading while i am still taking it for myself Mm. i'm going to share it out then i come back and i'm confused like where did i stop sometimes the information you get Mm. might be just for you alone Mm. at the time. I needed to understand some things Uh for myself Uh for 2021. You don't really need to share everything you read it might be that you need time to go through that resource for yourself it's okay to be selfish in that sense Mm. if you're not being led to share don't be too share 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 because if you notice here some people are struggling with screen time like some people are struggling with staying away from their phone and the reason they are struggling is because there's so much content online Mm. if you and i stop posting so much then they scroll to their Facebook and see that they've seen the same post 20 times. They won't pick up their phone for the next 20 minutes because there's nothing else to say. But because we all keep <laughs> piling information,
0: many, of many of them people stay on the minutes. phone.
1: There's no wisdom in reading through like 10... Facebook post mm-hmm. under 20 minutes there's not there was assimilation mm-hmm. but if it's one thing you read and there's nothing else to read there's no old university school <laughs> that just giving birth pictures to see you put your phone down so I'm just saying let's curtail our sharing mm-hmm. it might sound a bit anti-productive like we should share and help the world to know better we do know better there's so much content out there mm-hmm. you don't have to be the sharer so let's learn like, hopefully let's I'm talking to myself again because yeah yeah yeah. it still happens once in a while (laughs) pick what you share pick what you retweet pick what you post pick what you put on instagram it doesn't have to be everything some articles could just be for your own safekeeping save them on your desktop or on your phone to revisit later Mm. you find that most of the things you find found exciting last week this week you've not gone back to them there's a blog post i read on the gospel coalition that says that the best thing for us to do is to read historic books like go back to old asian books uh. and gain more wisdom from there so how can we when we even have the time to go back and read historic book or biographies of people when there's so much facebook and instagram people putting pictures up there so <laughs> god help us this this year to just incubate those things let let's let it grow nurture what you have is that a bible verse that says you find a treasure when you find a treasure Mm -hmm. you sell everything you have just to get that treasure just hold it to yourself like no you don't want anybody to share this thing and when it's time to share trust me the holy spirit will lead you Mm -hmm. on what to share and how to share it Mm -hmm. god bless you
0: amen yeah so I learned I learned this thing you're talking about from Brock Biliakoni um, many years ago mm-hmm. when he was talking about uh, Mark 3:14 where Jesus appointed the 12 in the NIV it says that he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach Mm -hmm. and his emphasis was on the fact that the primary reason why he appointed the 12 is first and foremost so that they can be with him Mm -hmm. be with me and then if i choose Mm -hmm. i can send you and so it's not every time that i will send you Mm -hmm. but what i want above all things is just be with me Mm -hmm. learn from me says in Matthew 11:28, 28, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest for yourselves. But it goes on to say, Take my yoke upon you mm. and learn, learn, learn of me. Learn of me. Very many times that we are sharing stuff, it's not even taking root with us. It's, it's not exactly fully blessed to you. Let it simmer. Mm. By the time you are then sharing, you'll be sharing from a point that is more... Anointed, yeah. in a manner I, of speaking.
1: This thing happens to me. Sorry to cut you yeah.
0: This
1: thing happens to me on Twitter when I want to retweet something. They ask whether you want to retweet with a quote or mm-hmm. just retweet alone. Yeah. When I when I press retweet with a quote, because I I came read and got excited, I'll I'll post like almost five minutes thinking, what can I say, what can I say? <laughs> then eventually I'll just press just retweet <laughs> because I haven't I could like. I just go excited and I share, but sometimes I, I wish people would come back to me and say, "I know, please. Why are you resharing? Why, what do you want mm-hmm. us to learn?" Mm-hmm. And just put me on this spot. So that next time when I'm this hasty to share, I'll be careful and cautious to say, "Okay, have I learned anything from this mm. before I share?" Yes, just start to say that.
0: That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there are just so very many lessons we could continue to unpack. Mm. Um, I wrapped up the year with with the Alive Mentorship Group family by some summarizing if you will um my lessons from the year into some five priorities Mm. and the idea is that i mean we have this culture we've built over the years whereby at the end of each year we write a letter to the future version of ourselves Mm. and i can anticipate that many people when they wrote their letters in on december 31st 2019 Mm. for what they hoped 2020 would look like vis-a-vis the kind of uncertainty we've experienced and the disruptions. Mm. Their letters would, for very many people, I anticipated that their letters would remain largely unfulfilled. Mm. Myself inclusive, I mean, one of the major things on my letter was that I was going to have passed my driving test, I was going to have Hopefully, got in a car for the family. None of which had been done. Mm. But of course, 2020 became a year in which there are so very many <laughs> other things that were not even on the radar that were done. done. Mm. E.g., this podcast, amongst many other things. I mean, mm. published like three books. Yeah. Um, four books actually and there was there's a fifth one that was almost out last year but probably will be out this this month and on and on like that very many other things that we didn't plan to do but that got done Mm. and so how I saw or the lenses through which I saw my letter that made it make sense was to look at the things that we prioritized what shaped our priorities and as long as those priorities are in place i think it makes sense the first is that we should prioritize faithfulness Mm -hmm. over success Um, we live in a world where success has been defined as different things you Get married, you have a car, you have children, you are successful. But really what God is asking us for is faithfulness, not, not success in that sense. The second one was to prioritize consistent diligence and obedience over results you know very many times we and towards the end of the year on linkedin especially i was seeing all these fantastic posts about the results many different people have recorded in the course of 2020 and that's felt Mm, like that's good that's nice you achieve that you achieve that but what happens to those that don't have those results mm. um, but the point is if indeed you've been consistently diligent if indeed you've been consistently obedient to the instruction part-time mm. that's what god is looking out for not the result in itself moses was instructed to speak to a rock he struck the rock twice and of course, what came out of that? Water came out, so the result was good. That was mm. what the people wanted. They needed water. They got water. The result was there, but the method, the attitude, the posture was mm. disobedient to start with, and 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 far from what God wanted. And so, even though the result was there, wasn't that wasn't what God was looking out for. Mm. So prioritize your diligence obedience and your consistency in obeying him and diligently mm. over just trying to get results. Mm. And then the third one was to prioritize divine timing over speed. Mm. Speed, of course, is a relative term. What you're calling fast, someone else is calling slow and vice versa. And so, rather than just wanting to get it done, poo, 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 I want these five things this year, um, just trust that God will do what he desires when he desires it best. In other words, he knows better than you. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless the works of your hand. But those blessings come in his time, not your time. It says he makes all things, Ecclesiastes 3.11, he makes all things beautiful in his time. The fourth one was to prioritize fulfillment over money. By the time I I wrote Pandemic Joy, for instance, which was an obedience to a specific instruction when COVID-19 started, that book was ready within a few weeks, just three weeks thereabouts. And... Eventually, I couldn't get it published on the platform I would normally use, Amazon, because then they didn't want anything that has pandemic or whatever to be published. And so naturally, because my focus is not on making money from it, it's not like I'm trying to leverage on the market of pandemics that is out there. (laughs) I was able to just open a website, put the book there for free for people to download. uh, And I could afford to do that because my priority is fulfillment not money and of course eventually some people decided to donate (laughs) which um wouldn't even i mean i got more than i would have gotten from at least my frequency of getting royalties from amazon Mm. because some people felt blessed and decided to reward that but the priority was on the fulfillment not on the money and lastly um is to prioritize contentment over every other thing Bible says, Godliness with contentment is great gain. So that's kind of like the lenses that God afforded me to look at 2020 through. And when I read my letter on December 31st, I wasn't disappointed, really, knowing that... I got my priorities right. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in for this episode. We're really glad you joined us. Yes. And we will see you in the next episode.
1: Yes. God bless you. Wishing
0: you a lovely 2021. And remember, you're not alone. Today. God bless you. Bye. Bye.